just a whole family of dead spiders in there. Like, the mother was dead, and the eggs had hatched, but all the babies were dead right next to it. That's ho- What the hell? I have no idea. I feel like that I stumbled upon, like, a curse or something. It's like, what happened? <laughs> Honestly, you probably did. I know. I-, I told you about the voodoo doll, right? Yes! Oh my god, I forgot about that. Alright, guys. So... In our front storeroom at my job, there is just a voodoo doll. No one knows where it came from or when it got there, but it just lives there and no one touches it. So that's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I've asked people and some of the older staff don't even know about it. They're like, what voodoo doll? <laughs> my, one of my coworkers actually the other day, she went through and was like reorganizing the storeroom she left the voodoo doll there and i was like oh thank goodness yeah i'm kind of afraid to see what would happen if we moved (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's something you could do Uh, we'll see all right all right so i guess we're recording now (laughs) but i have to moisturize my face which is a very important part of getting ready for recording Mm -hmm. it's winter man i can't have my skin flaking off of me because it's dry. I'm like... I put on too much. Um, I realize now, like, I didn't do too much moisturizing in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm wearing this face until <laughs> ten, o- 10 o'clock tonight. So let's hope that my primer <laughs> really does its job. Well, it depends. What primer are you using? The Elf Putty Primer. I've never used it before. It's okay. Okay, so... <laughs> Elf Putty Primer. <sighs> do your duty. Mm-hmm. Let's see how it works. When I went for a job interview the other day, uh-huh. I forgot to put primer on before oh, the interview. No. And I was like, this is okay. I'm like, it's, I'm going straight there and I'm going straight home. But like, for science, I left my makeup on all day. Uh-huh. I didn't even have to because on the Uber ride home, I like looked in the mirror and my face was already not good. Was that also the elf one? No. Which one was it? This was no primer. Oh, sh- shoot. Yeah, that was the whole point of the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it was, it was also the NYX control drops, which desperately needs a primer because I feel like it thins out over time. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what I wanted. I wanted more of a, like, medium. Yeah, not a super heavy coverage yeah. for a job interview. That makes sense. Which I normally do do because my face is always red. So, moral of the story, always wear a primer, kids, and moisturize your and face. And moisturize. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. I just dropped my stuff. There we go. This uh, moisturizer is supposed to be good for oil control, so we'll see about that. Oh, you haven't used it yet? Oh no, I have. Oh. Um, I just I haven't. I don't like look at it periodically to see if it's actually controlling my oils. <laughs> well, your skin looks very nice already. Thank you. I I do like it. It is very moisturizing and it's nice and lightweight. It's also from Elf, actually. Elf actually makes really good skincare, guys. Don't right? sleep on it. Yeah, no. Like, some of their makeup stuff is okay. Like, I haven't found any Elf makeup stuff I've, I've been in love with. But their skincare... Bruh. 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 Is there an Elf thing that I'm in love with? Um, I like their eyebrow. Oh, Ran yeah. and spoolie combo. Oh, I don't have that. I, I think they have just their, like... I don't remember what it's called. You just brush through your brows, rather. Oh, okay. Um, what else do I like? I know there's stuff from Elf that I like. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
So I don't wear finishing powder anymore because my skin's just too dry for that nonsense. Fair. But the e.l.f. HD powder, mm-hmm. I prefer pressed versus loose. Loose, but loose is fine too, uh-huh. is a perfect dupe for the Makeup Forever mm-hmm. pressed powder or loose powder. Well, you heard it here first, folks, first, fat, fifth, fifth. You good? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Their brushes are super good. Yeah. Their eyeliner pen is really good. Mm-hmm. But Elf, if you're listening to me, change the brush because that feels like a permanent marker. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. That's yeah, the only just... reason I stopped using it. <laughs> you just draw on your eyeliner with a permanent marker. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, makeup hack. If you don't have eyeliner, use a Sharpie. Please don't use a don't Sharpie. Don't do that, yeah. I hate makeup hacks like that. Did you see the one where the girl did her face using food? I did. I did see that. That made me ill. My face was screaming for her. Yeah, it's like, your face is not gonna feel good unless you're doing, like, all natural stuff. Maybe? She used the Snickers for contour. No. <laughs> No, no, no. And Don't also, that. that's not going to last. No, I think it was yeah. just one of those things that are, like, fun for the internet, mm-hmm. but I'm still just like, ah. Yeah. Oh, I still feel bad about the time I sent this to the group chat, because I remember you weren't okay with it, but... I, the the standard I always hold every stupid makeup pack to is the woman who gave herself chemical burns on her cheeks... So that she would have a permanent contour once it healed. Just let that sink in. Yeah, we're not going to comment on that. Just let yeah. it sink in. Yeah, don't look for it either. It's very graphic. It's not like hee hee ha ha or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like this woman literally disfigures herself to have a permanent contour that quite honestly doesn't even look good. I was about to say, I'm like, did it at least? No, it didn't look good. So she just scarred herself for life. It's for beauty. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she just did that to go viral. I remember I tried doing a, a deep dive into this person. She had gotten rid of the video probably because Instagram was like, hey, this is graphic content. You can't post mm-hmm. that. Um, but she still has a, an uh, IG. I don't remember her name, though. Also, don't try that. Yeah. Do we not. Should, yeah. We should do a makeup episode. We should definitely. We'd be great at that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, guys, today is the very much long-awaited, really kind of overdue, I suppose, jingling episode. We probably can't even hear the jingling. Okay, it's over, finally. (laughs) Sam's in the other room, and I think he hasn't laid down yet. He's just standing at the door, and I feel like a bad mom. Don't feel like a bad mom. Sometimes you just need to... Relax and listen to some ambient music. <laughs> it's called Dog TV, and it's it's really good. Cosmo was obsessed with it. Really? Yeah. What's his favorite show? <laughs> I think it's the one where they're on a hike. Oh. So, despite our introduction, this episode is not about makeup or skincare. <laughs> <laughs> it is the very much long-awaited, some would argue overdue, yeah, episode about goth music. Yeah, we usually do air horns, but yeah, (laughs) I was just inappropriate. No, no, that's not. We're not doing air horns for that because I'm sure someone's gonna be mad by the end of this episode. Oh, I think a lot of people are gonna be mad. Uh, Yeah. Um. So, for anyone in the goth culture who listens to this podcast, you know what we're getting at. That music can be 
kind of a contentious subject mm-hmm. amongst goths. Especially now with the rise of social media. Yep. So. So what is music? No, I was What's gonna, your dictionary defines it as? I wanted to do this. Should we do the disclaimer? Did you read that part? No, I didn't read that part. I was just, I was being a hee hee ha ha. Okay. I'm not talking about the definition of music. I kind of have it in there, but it's not like Webster's yes. Dictionary. But. God, Allison, this is supposed to be professional. Ugh. As we sit on my couch with a tiny piece of sound foam. Right in front of us. <laughs> I know. I'm, guys, I'm so excited. We have sound foam now. <laughs> one. Yeah, we have one. <laughs> Microphone two still pending. <laughs> I don't have a job yet. No, no, no. I'm not blaming you. I know, I'm just I know. Microphones are expensive. They're very... I was even looking yesterday on, like, secondhand microphones. Mm-mm. They're still... Like, I'm not super upset that people are charging almost retail price yeah. for them, but I'm... <sighs> yeah, it's like, it has to be good quality, you know, and you gotta recoup your losses for selling it, so like... Yeah. Like, the cheapest one I saw was the microphone that I'm actually after, which is like 130 and mm-hmm. someone was selling it for 80 Yeah. So, quick podcasting tip. Invest in microphones. Yeah. Anyway, back to what we're actually talking about today. Not microphones. Not microphones or makeup. Those are for a separate podcast where we'll talk about both of them at the same time. <laughs> All right. So, quick disclaimer at the top of the episode, and I believe we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, music alone does not make you a goth or not. So, music is a big part of the goth scene. Arguably, you can say that's how the goth culture that we know and love today, which we discussed in our history episode, mm-hmm. plug, 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 um, <laughs> was founded on a music scene. So you can't separate it from the subculture, but honestly, relying on solely on music is disrespectful to other aspects of the culture, just because there's so much more out there, you know? It's a culture. Mm-hmm. It's not just music. Yes, there's fashion, but there's also literature, art, I've seen a lot of people who said that if you're not into goth music, but you still like those things, you're just, like, alternative or darkly inclined. But I don't think that's completely fair. I don't if think you're, so, either. If you're like, oh, I'm obsessed with, like, goth literature, goth art, and fashion, blah, And blah, architecture. Blah, and architecture. <laughs> you can be into architecture. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. However, it is the 21st century. We have the internet. Yes. And as we're going to dive into, goth is, goth is a massive genre. Yeah. You can probably find something you like. Yep. I actually, when I was doing some of the research, I found a lot of actually um, artists and music that I listened to a lot that I didn't even know were considered goth. Yeah. <laughs> even like, you know the band we were playing in the car over? Yeah. I was playing it over the weekend and um, Alice didn't even know they were a goth band. What was it again? Ghost... Ghost Dance. Ghost Dance. Check out Ghost Dance. We'll talk about them in a bit. (laughs) Music cannot be removed from the definition of goth culture. It is not the only thing, though. Yeah. However, you could also be goth and just interested in the music. Yeah. You know, there's like... It's like a Venn diagram type thing. (laughs) It's a very complex Venn diagram. Yes. It's like 50 circles. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Again, we kind of touched on this in our uh, history episode, but let's talk specifically about the history of goth music. Let me take a swig of green tea. We both got green tea today. I have a latte, though. 
I have unsweetened green tea. What? <laughs> you said that like you hated it. Oh no, I love unsweetened green tea. It's just, it was very cold and it hit the back of my throat oh. in a weird way. So I was trying to not like cough while I was you, also drinking it. You sounded like, I love green tea. I actually do. Chocolate. <laughs> okay, I actually do really love green tea. I love tea, guys. Coffee sucks, which is apparently an ungoth opinion. It's just like you can't hear it, but I'm making faces. Yeah, that was one of the big stereotypes when we did our stereotype episode that I saw. I was like, I guess we can throw this under goth foods. Coffee? Yeah, that's so weird. I know. It's just like, why is that specifically? If anything, I feel like tea should be considered more goth because it's kind of got like a witchy aspect to it. Yeah. And coffee is just, like, for normies. We're losing it's- focus again. <laughs> okay, moral of the story. If you drink coffee, you can't be goth. <laughs> or you can. You're- we're, we're, we're not no. sure. No, it makes you a normie. Not Count Dracula cereal. <laughs> I forgot about that. I never forget about Count Dracula. Yeah, I'm gonna look for that uh, next time I go to the store. You're not gonna find it till October. That's true. Alright, so... We're going to head back to the late 60s, early 70s. Can you picture it? No. Are you there? No. Well, put yourself there. Okay, I guess. So. I'm there. A lot of people consider 1969 to be a real turning point in American culture. Like, the hippie movement was kind of disillusioned with itself because free love and, you know, peace man wasn't really getting anywhere. You had the Manson murders, which just turned everyone on their heads. It was just a crazy time to be alive. We landed on the moon. Or did we? (laughs) I don't want to hear your anti-moon propaganda right now. It's not real. (laughs) Okay. But, um... Yeah, surprisingly, the more upbeat music of the 60s, that style kind of died down and gave way to something way more dark and, dare I say, gothic. So the term goth rock was first used by music critic John Stickney to describe the music of The Doors in October 1967. So a little bit before, you know, the Cultural Revolution, but still very much in that time frame. Um, it's really interesting that the Doors were the first one to be called goth mm-hmm. rock. If you've ever listened to their stuff, all their songs are like, they all have like keyboard solos. They're really out there. <laughs> so at this point, goth was used more so to describe an atmosphere rather than specific criteria. It was just the feel of the music that these artists were creating, mm-hmm. which Thinking about it in that terms, I can definitely see the doors as gothic. It's still kind of, that's still kind of the definition today. Yeah. Is they basically say like dark lyrics and more of like a dark atmosphere. Yeah. They still describe goth music as atmospheric. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Which is why the umbrella is so freaking heckin' big. (laughs) Yeah. I can, yeah, I was gonna say, over time, more criteria has been added to that (laughs) rather than just the feel. But we shall talk about the baggage that has come with that. After this point, new genres, new bands, and new sounds were emerging. Lots of different artists felt their sound met the criteria. So this led to the diversification of goth music, because all these different bands 
who had dark overtones were claiming to be goth while being in completely different genres. Yeah, so they all had, like, different sounds to them, but they were all claiming the same genre because they only had the one, which was goth. Goth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the doors, and then, like, shoot, I don't know. (laughs) Someone who's not the doors. (laughs) The doors again. (laughs) Knock, knock, the return. Alright, so some genres that were called goth at this time, but later changed and evolved from this, were hard rock and metal, which are both very funny to me, for reasons that we'll get into a little bit later in the episode. Psychedelic rock, which definitely some of it is very dark. (laughs) Uh, Glam rock, art rock, punk rock, death rock, and alternative rock. During this time period, we have Leonard Cohen, Nico, and the Velvet Underground, playing a huge role in what is now referred to as goth music. Shout out, Mom. I know you love them. They capitalize now, because that's that was important. Yeah. <laughs> what is now considered yes. goth music. So Nico's album, The Marble Index, is cited as the earliest to describe itself as gothic in atmosphere and sound, which originally we did talk about this in uh, our history episode, was kind of a negative term mm-hmm. it was used to describe architecture that this one man-child didn't like. I feel like at this point, though, with the help of literature, the term wasn't super negative yeah. anymore. It didn't at least mean mm-hmm. barbaric yeah. and uncivilized. Yeah. I just, I think it's really interesting that the term was originally derogatory, and now we're seeing people willingly ascribe it to themselves. Mm-hmm. So, linguistics! Yeah! Well, that happens all the time. Language yes. gets reclaimed and mm-hmm. new meanings. Now we're going to jump right into the 80s. An explosion of many new subgenres of alternative rock or post-punk began to emerge. By the mid-1980s, gothic rock was coming into its own as a genre of music, and especially with the relative popularity of bands such as, but not limited to, the Sisters of Mercy. I like them. The Mission, Jean Loves Jezebel. I've never heard of that band before. Neither have I. (laughs) But it sounds interesting. I'm glad they love each other. Yes. Well, actually, by the title, Jean just loves her. I I hope she loves him back. Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um, the cult, formerly known as Southern Death Cult and Death Cult. They went through a few different names yeah. there. I can't imagine them being called Death Cult, just because of how, like, soft and, like, sappy their music can be. <laughs> and it's like, Death Cult! Flesh for Lulu. Another one I've never heard of. These were not only coming into view, but they were also becoming more mainstream and more visible. And then we go into the 90s, where electronic music was becoming super popular. Yay! Um, and also, Anne Rice. Oh no. She made those Interview with a Vampire movies, specifically the second one with Lestat. And this gave birth to... Stop laughing. I love that <laughs> movie so much. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Listen, I've read the books and I love the vampire list that and I'm still reading Queen of the Damned because Anne Rice doesn't know how to shut up. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that movie is a trash fire and the only good thing they did was Aaliyah. Yes. Especially because in the book the vampire queen is white. 
she's Which Egyptian. I didn't get. She's Egyptian and yeah. she's white. Yeah, she's Egyptian and she's That's white. That's so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she was gaining popularity, which didn't have an effect on the goth culture, except it gave birth to a bunch of new baby bats. As electronic music was popular, we saw the increase in popularity of dark wave specifically, which was a genre that started more so in the mid to late 80s and was really flourishing in the 90s. I'm gonna also say this for anybody who wants to argue and be like, we're wrong with anything. I checked like three different sources and they were all different. Yeah. (laughs) Variety. It's very hard to track down the history of music because it's so rare that you can find like one band that created a genre or something like that, you know? Yeah, so that's why. <laughs> so some popular dark wave bands were Switchblade Symphony, Faith in the Muse, Suspiria, Lycia, The Crux Shadows, and incre- and an increased popularity of Dead Can Dance. I'm assuming that's a band that already existed, but this was when they were taken off. Yes, I actually have heard of them. Everyone else in this list, not so much. (laughs) You haven't heard Switchblade Symphony? I don't think so. Ooh, car ride home, you're gonna learn. Okay. Mm, The 1990s goth music also saw a growing popularity in the underground and counterculture, where goth metal and black metal were becoming popular. Alright. Here we go. Yep, now everyone's emailing us being like, you guys are dumb, metal isn't goth. We're getting to that. Yes, which is literally the next point we're talking about, (laughs) is goth music versus metal. So it's a very contentious topic as to whether metal counts as goth music inherently, or is goth metal the only gothic subgenre of metal? Or is just all metal not gothic? From what I saw in my research, it looked like how goth was born out of punk. Yeah. Metal was born out of goth. That's what I was <laughs> seeing. Um, but a lot of people yeah. were arguing that and being yeah. like, you're wrong. I think they're like cousins. So cousins. Yeah. So they, like, grew up together, and they influenced one another. I wouldn't say, necessarily, that metal was born from goth music. That was another thing I heard, is that a lot of people said there was no influence. No, there there is tons <laughs> of influence. Get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. I even have here the, the influence of proto-metal, you know, from, like, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper. Yeah. And early goth rock, death rock. They all had, like, influences on each other. But, like I said, a lot of people were arguing and saying, like, that's not true. Yeah. Like we said, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. Yeah. Unless you were there and, like, immortal so you could still yeah. be here and be like, I was there. I know what happened. I mean, email us. That sounds cool. Yeah, Sylvia. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people that were alive during that time period are still alive today. Well, they're probably not listening to the podcast. I don't know. Man. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Proof Sylvia wrong. All the time. I'm always wrong. No, you're not. I'm not not always wrong. I'm a human, and I'm learning. Yes. Yes, you are. And humans make mistakes. We are inherently inherently flawed. I can't even say that. It's all good. It's like, you listen to Black Sabbath and tell me that that does not count as goth music. How is a song about falling in love with Satan (laughs) not goth music? Also, Alice Cooper, his 
stage theatrics and his whole look and persona was so influential to goth. Like, so many... I, I think you can make an argument that a lot of, you know, very dramatic goth makeup was partially inspired by him because he had, like, the very dark makeup around his eyes. So, again, tell me, how is that not goth? He literally, during performances, would, like, carry snakes around and he would, like, faux decapitate himself. It was, like, very theatrical. And you know what else is very theatrical? Goth. <gasps> yeah, so I'm saying it. And so, we gotta mention it. Yes. Gotta so bring him up. Another, well, this is just the controversial part of this episode, so let's talk about Marilyn Manson. Boo. What do you mean, boo? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go on the record. I like Marilyn Manson's music. No, I do too, but I feel like every goth in the world now is like... No! <laughs> <laughs> He's not goth. He isn't. But we'll get into well, that. Yeah, no. There's a lot of connections between him and goth and industrial scene in the early 1990s. Yeah, I can. you can definitely say that he was probably one of the most influential artists to goth music and culture in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone knew Marilyn Manson. Everyone. And just like Anne Rice... He birthed a whole new generation of baby bats. Yep. You can't deny that. Mm-hmm. That's where I come in. I was... I, <laughs> I that was Sylvia. <laughs> that was my generation. <laughs> That's where I was born. Yeah. <laughs> because I was still... I think I was still too young when Anne Rice was starting. Mm-hmm. Although I saw Queen of the Damned when I was, like, a really young kid. Why? Because my mom didn't care. My mom loves horror movies, yeah. so... I was gonna say, there's nothing, like... Something bad about it. Yeah, there's nothing, like, overtly sexual or, like, super violent about it, but why would she subject you to that awful film? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like I've never been subjected to awful films before. I know, but, like, when you're a kid, you can't really appreciate so bad it's good movies. Mm -hmm. Like, you're still figuring out everything, so you just kind of take it as, oh, this is a good movie. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. 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 In the underground, however, where most goth music was thriving and living, they didn't really care for Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I think that just came about because he was so mainstream. And at this point, goth is very underground. Satanic Panic really pushed it there. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you kind of just want to distance yourself from anything that becomes mainstream. I completely agree with you. But there was also apparently something where others he was working with, mm-hmm. apparently he was not the most pleasant person to work with, mm-hmm. which leads into the fall of his popularity. Yeah. He claimed it was because of the Columbine incident. Yes, he got very much blamed for Columbine because uh, the two shooters, from what I've heard, they did listen to some Marilyn Manson, but they were... Like, kind of passive bands. There were other music... Mm-hmm. There were other more dark music bands that they were into. Again, uh, I just want to say this real quick. I'm not blaming music for Columbine. No. That is a whole thing we're not getting into in this episode. But Marilyn Manson was not responsible for it. No one who makes music like that is responsible. Yes. Unless they're saying in their song, go do this yes, thing. Yes, which most people don't. Some, like, really, like... 
you know, like, wannabe, like, shock rockers will do that. And most of the time they're like, oh yeah, I'm just saying things, it's my persona, don't actually do them. Thank you. Not a team. <laughs> I'm not. Haha. So, like I said, he pointed mostly to, like, Columbine as his reason for stepping down, but a lot of people also point to the fact that no one wanted to work with him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> as a reason for stepping down. Yes. Um, he had, he didn't have a huge influence on Goth, despite what the media tried to say. He was more considered a metal artist. I wouldn't even call him metal. That's what the internet's telling me. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. Yeah. Fact. Where would I where would I categorize him? I'd say he's more like generally alternative. Like if there's mm-hmm. a such thing as dark alternative maybe. Darker alternative. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Subgenres and genres of music are basically meaningless at this point. You mm-hmm. can just ascribe whatever to anything you think fits. It's just like I don't know. Yeah, so his biggest influence was just the new generation he started. Mm-hmm. All right. So there wasn't a lot in the 2000s. What do you mean there wasn't a lot in the 2000s? <laughs> so much happened during that decade. I feel like this is the whole part where a lot of, like, more particular goths say that this is when goth died. Mm-hmm. Because this is when scene and emo were taking the stage. Yeah. I completely disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think goth has ever died. Yeah, no. It's still alive. Still alive and well. Still kicking. And, which is completely untrue, because there was goth bands. Yeah. They were producing they, music. They, yeah, it's just, I feel like after a certain point, people just follow, like, the original. Like, mm-hmm. I always, there's about, like, five bands that I'd say that people consider, like, the Holy, not Trinity, because there's five of them, but, like, Bauhaus, Susie and the Banshees, Joy Division, The Cure, and Sisters of Mercy. Mm-hmm. Like, people consider those to be, like, the the goth bands. If you don't like them, you're not goth. Once they stopped touring, goth was dead. Mm-hmm. Which, Bauhaus is still touring, actually. They still exist. So it's still alive it's still alive so by your standards by your standards it's still alive but yeah i mean you also had bands like evanescence uh within temptation those were becoming popular and that's where a lot of baby bats you know were saying like because i like evanescence yes i'm sure yeah and like by stark comparison evanescence is very different from like the much more rough and gruff music that started goth it's Mm -hmm. very far from the punk scene it's not electronic it's very symphonic rather so here let's pause and let's debate for a moment Mm -hmm. why do you think that they don't consider these like 2000 more mainstream bands Mm -hmm. goth music because by definition mm -hmm. they fit the bill yeah i was gonna say it's it's partially a cyclical thing where I feel like every new generation of goth, some people from the old generation kind of attack it just because it's not what they grew up with. So I know like a lot of people also don't consider like the 90s more electronic scene of goth as pure goth music. So it's just this reoccurring in the 2000s where it's like we have the birth of new metal 
which again isn't goth, but new metal very much influenced things. And the uh, popularity of alternative and grunge in the 90s, I feel like, created, influenced what goth was in the 2000s. So people see this and they're like, this isn't what I'm used to. It's not goth. I 500% agree. This, I feel like this is a situation of the older generation looking at what's new and coming out. Yeah. Music evolves. Music changes, yes. just like everything else. Mm-hmm. And it changes to fit the bill of the time. Yes. So even though, you know, you will get crucified for saying Evanescence is goth music, I feel like that's yeah. kind of unfair because the only reason it's really not considered is because it was so mainstream mm-hmm. and the elder goths are like, this is nothing like Susie and the Banshees. So yes. it does not, it doesn't get to sit at the table. Yeah, no. I, I feel like it's also, yeah, it's kind of like when we, as people in our mid to early 20s, look at teenagers and we're like, oh, they're so annoying, you know, how they function, blah, blah, blah. When we were basically the same way when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Now, before I let Cosmo out of his crate because he's starting to cry, um, keeping this in mind, Billie Eilish. Yes. I don't think she's got because, yeah. again, while there may be slightly darker overtones than what, like, Ed Sheeran is singing about, <laughs> I still don't think it it reaches that point to be considered goth music. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's definitely alternative. Yes. You know? And her style and her music are very influenced by goth. I don't know if she personally considers herself a goth. I don't, I don't think so either. I, yeah. So then it's not goth. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most important, well, that's contentious too, is like, if you say you're not goth, then you're not goth, which so many of the big five that I said before don't consider themselves goth, like Sisters of Mercy, their lead singer has said for years that they are not a goth band. They do not believe in the subgenre. They don't support it. But... <laughs> People have decided that they are a goth band. It's like, shut up, we make the decision. Basically, yeah. So you can't even go by that, or else, you know, one of the biggest names in goth music isn't goth. Mm-hmm. That was just my two cents on this situation. I know we're yeah. probably losing a heck ton of listeners just for saying that, but what I am asking for you to do is to step back from what the majority, the mainstream is telling you, mm-hmm. and to look at... The bones that are there. Yeah. Dark overtones. Yes. Atmospheric. Yes. Um, dramatic for no absolute reason. Yes. So, real quick thing. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people, like, picking on people who like Billie Eilish and say that they're goth. Just remember what you liked when you were first a baby bat. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be mean to them. They're finding themselves. Billie Eilish makes very good music. I... I'm on the fence on whether or not I consider her goth, Um, but just leave people alone. Let them do what they want to do. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. For me, it doesn't matter where you start Mm -hmm. on your journey of liking something. Yeah. Because if it gets you there, it gets you there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is completely out of left field. Uh But a lot of people found themselves into, like, BDSM from Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. And it's like, is that a horrible, horrible way to, you know, look at something like that? 
Yeah, but I yeah. mean, it got people interested. They yeah. did research. They yeah. learned. Let If people, if baby bats are going to start with Billie Eilish, let them. Yeah. Just like Billie Eilish, um, early Halsey was a lot yes. darker. I feel like Grimes also falls into that category. Ooh, I just heard a bunch of goths just like yeah. roll in their grave because okay. you said that. <laughs> All right, listen. I've only actually heard one Grimes song, so I'm not yeah, the authority. <laughs> but um, I liked it. It was very dark, very atmospheric. I, I, From one song, I can't tell if it's goth music or not. But I can see a lot of people getting their start there and discovering other bands through Grimes. Mm-hmm. And Halsey and Billie Eilish. If you if it's Halsey, though, stick to Badlands. Yeah. Um, I actually I don't care much for Halsey, mm-hmm. but I did like her earlier work more than what she's producing now. Whenever uh, her song on the radio came on that she did with BTS, uh-huh. and she's just like, I'm on my mind, I'm on my mind. Like, yeah. this is the same girl who was singing about, like, a demon controlling her. Yeah, that's a very interesting career path. I don't care what anybody thinks, she's a sellout. Yeah. Sorry, not yeah. sorry. No. She I'm, sold out hardcore. Yeah, she did. So, yeah, I think this leads into how goth's doing in the 2010s, which are now over. That's so weird to me. Um, so, yes, goth in the 2010s. So I feel like mainstream music towards the later half of the 2010s just as a whole took a darker turn. I think we can blame the election for that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone got very sad. Everyone got very despondent, which is a in very stark contrast to the beginning of the decade where it was much more like partying all the time. Partying, partying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't that come out in 2009? I believe so. It was definitely when we were in high school. So I'm trying to think, what were some, what were really some goth standouts from the 2010s? Because I don't listen to anything that was recorded past like 1991. So I can't think of anything. Kind of same. And I'm also that person where when I find something I like, just something in general, not just music, Mm -hmm. I just completely immerse myself into it and don't look at anything else. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not very up to date with my music yeah. As much as I would like to be. So I, I'm i trying to... I'm really, like, scrounging around in my brain to think of goth artists from the 2010s. This is also kind of when, like... Was this when Paramore, Fall Out Boy, and Panic were soaring? Ooh. Um, no. So that was more so the 2000s. So I feel like this goes back to, like... The big three, emo, scene, and goth, all fighting mm-hmm. for all each fighting other. fighting for the crown. Yes. Um, I, I want to say goth one, also not, but goth one. <laughs> emo still, they're both still around. They're both things mm-hmm. in their own right, but goth remains, like, the biggest of them all. Also, those three, sadly, all became sellouts. Yes, so, <clears throat> yeah, you have Paramore introducing people to darker heavier music. I haven't listened to Paramore. Um, you would know better. I'm like actually kind of just, dis- I'm really disappointed because first they made that atrocious album that came out a few years ago where it was very poppy mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> the lead singer was like, we're not going to sing Misery Business anymore on any of our shows. 
which made a lot of like fans yeah. really upset. Imagine going to a Britney concert and she's like, "Oh, I'm not going to sing Toxic." Yeah, no. It's like, I what, my, why would I, I come? I, I want my money back. <laughs> and now she's like, "It's not Paramore anymore. It's just me." Cool. All even right. even Brendan Urie is like, "No, I'm still Panic at the Disco." Even yeah. <laughs> but Fallout Boy also. They were a little later. I think it was only very recently where their sound yeah. is starting to change. Mm-hmm. It still wasn't as dramatic. Even Panic has lost its touch. Yes. So all these guys, they were really big in the 2000s slash early 2010s. They were more so considered emo. I think you can possibly make a case for Panic. It was very atmospheric. Theatrical, definitely. Mm-hmm. Brendan Urie is one of the most theatrical people in music. Such a drama queen. He's such a drama queen. I still wouldn't consider some of their stuff goth, but I haven't gone through most of their discography just because I'm sorry, I don't like them. Yeah, you don't. You're wrong. But... I, okay. Whatever. <laughs> to be fair, in their defense, not saying they are or mm-hmm. that they're not, but when we were talking about the types of goth and we talked about like goth cabaret yeah and like that, circus yeah goth. definitely that's their entire first album yeah <laughs> so, so yeah whether you believe they are or not you mm-hmm. cannot deny the fact that that was the vibe of the first album yeah so i'd say like it's kind of like what we were talking about with evanescence like these aren't necessarily goth artists but they did create a wave of people some of them who turned out to be emo in the end but a lot of goths do mm-hmm I mean, I've said it a gajillion times. I love Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Still do. So yeah, even though Brennan Urie is, I'm not. I yeah, don't like their new stuff. Like some of their old stuff, I can vibe to. Like you know, I, it's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't listen to it like out out in the wild. But like if it's at a party or like everyone's singing along, I'll join in. Mm-hmm. I'll chime in. With a haven't you ever heard of? Closing the heck dang door. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... No, I, yeah. I kind of agree with you. It definitely is more towards the emo side, especially past the first album. Yeah. If your first album alone is going to be gothic, and then the rest isn't, I yeah. feel like you cannot be considered goth. No. Like, the album could be considered goth, but the band, not so much. Yeah, the band, no. Yeah. Especially because it's not a band anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's how, like, that's another thing, too. Like, how do you sum up what genre an artist is in. Like, some bands, they change their sound from album to album. Mm-hmm. So, how can you say for certain, like, oh, they're goth, they're emo? Sometimes people just want to experiment. They're not going to be musically consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost as if people are fluid and things change over yeah. time. Genre is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it here on the podcast. But, um, yeah, he sold out big time. I do not like his new stuff. No. At all. I can't listen he to it. He sold him. out when he worked with Taylor Swift. That's when I'm just like, yeah, I'm so I was, sorry. I was very shocked about that. Also, like, I'm so mad that he, she worked with Brendan Urie on that song. But when it came time to write her quote-unquote queer anthem, she's like, nah, it's just gonna be me. You had an opportunity. That's literally the song. Like, <laughs> You, you had the opportunity to get an actually queer artist on a song about being queer, and you didn't. You decided you're going to be the voice of queer people. It's almost as if that's the entire message of her song. Yeah, I really, I, I can't stand you need to calm down. No, so that was it. Yeah, so many people gave her so much clout, 
for like repping queer people. It's just like it's all the first verse literally about her. Second verse, half-hearted attempt at best. Third verse, pretty much nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Also, like, oh god, I hate Taylor Swift. Yes, but straight people love her type of queer. Yes, where it's like. It's mostly about me and how good I am and how much I'm helping these people. Yeah. That's like, uh... I have so many problems with that. Yeah, it's like, yes, she has a platform that a lot of queer artists unfortunately don't have, but she's not queen of the gays because of it. But, uh, you know, so many people are like, oh, but there's queer people in the video. Yeah, they don't get to say anything. We got really off topic. (laughs) I'm sorry, we're gay. This is important to (laughs) us. (laughs) I like my music. I like my queer girls. Mm-hmm. I have many opinions on things. Anyway, getting back to, like, goth stuff. This podcast is goth topic, not gay topic. That was a missed opportunity. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about more queer things in the future. You know that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, guys, we took a bathroom break, and I checked the news. And My Chemical Romance is coming to Jersey. You're ruining this. <laughs> and My Chemical Romance is coming to New Jersey. Good. And I, I'm leaving. I'm so excited. Um, I know Welcome to the Black Parade. Is that their song? Yes. Okay. That's it? Yes. That's seriously it. Yes. <laughs> Sylvia, I told you I was in my real metal phase at this point in time when oh. they were really big. So I was like, my chemical romance, that's for babies. <laughs> I'm tough. I guess you can't join me then on the discussion of are they goth music or not. Um, I can talk about one song <laughs> that I haven't heard in years. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I feel like they're kind of similar in regards to, like, Panic at the Disco, where it's like, they don't really fit in to the other categories people try to put them in. The article I just read described them as glam punk. And Uh, I'm like, what? No. (laughs) And I'm like, they're definitely emo. I would absolutely put them in that category. They're not... um, Are they dramatic and theatrical? I haven't seen them live. Yeah. Or, that's another thing, though. I think trips a lot of people up. Is it glam or is it goth? (laughs) Two very different things. I mean, the lyrics are definitely there. Yes. What about the aesthetic, though? I know Welcome to the Black Parade could be considered goth. I think the aesthetic is there. I mean, you ever see, maybe not super bad, exact. No, it wasn't super bad. I think it was 21st Jump Street. Uh, oh, no, what, 21 seen, Jump Street? Yeah, have you at least seen the gif of the guy and he's like all dressed up in like kind of like punk goth clothes and uh-huh. like moves his bangs out of the way? Mm. Let me just pull up pictures. I feel like their music video for, I haven't seen it in a minute, but their music video for like Helena mm-hmm. is very dramatic. I mean, it's a, um, it's a Dead girl dancing around a church. Same. (laughs) Alright. I don't know. I can't... I don't really think they fit in the goth category. Mm, They're a bit more... mm, 
can't think I can't think of the word exactly. They're a bit more faster paced. I mean, they're a they're, bit they're, closer they're, to punk than they are yeah, goth, I would say. I was gonna say, there's like fast goth music. Because in my head, I'm listening, in my head, the song like Vampire Money and Nana are playing over and over again. Vampire Money? Yeah, they have a song called Vampire Money. Is it about money that's a vampire or is it about like vampires that use a very specific currency? It is about neither. What's it about? It's destruction. <laughs> How? Anyway. And this was the song, <laughs> the Nana song was the one I sang when we were doing karaoke with Alice's friends. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, we only have time for one more song. And, it, like, the song I chose were coming up. And I was like, okay, then I guess we'll do this one, like, really cool. Mind you, I had been singing, like, emo songs the rest of the day, so I don't know why they were shocked. Uh-huh. But, like, when the song started, like, Alice's friends, like, literally, like, jumped back and were looking at me. What? what? I don't know. Uh. Anyway. They're another weird category. Let, mowing it over a little bit, I don't think they belong in the goth category. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not going to try to get tickets, though, to, the, yeah. to those shows. Good luck. <laughs> Haven't they Oof. been broken up for years? Yeah, this is why it's like their reunion oh, tour. Oh, shoot. And I know, I think LA, when they were doing LA, sold out in, like, seconds. I can see that happening. I'm surprised the site didn't crash. I'm pretty sure it did. I'm still going to try. But yes. if it's, like, too expensive, I'm not going to try. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to be money. <laughs> Vampire money. No. <laughs> okay. So, so I thought this would be a fun time to mention some of our favorite yes. goth bands. Which I didn't fill in. You did not. I did not. But I have some <laughs> bands. I do like music, guys. It's not just all hate. <laughs> all right. So my favorites. So I think it's no... I've mentioned it before. I do really like pop music, emo music. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite goth bands are Rosetta Stone, Ghost Dance... And, um, Susie, um, I'm still getting into it because, like I said, I'm definitely that person (laughs) where if I find something I like, I don't leave it. Um, other people who've just been, I'm thinking of, like, my 2019 Rewind from Spotify. (laughs) Tell us about Tessa Violet. Who? (laughs) That was cute. No, I, I love Tessa Violet. She's a very light singer. Mm-hmm. I just really like her. Listen to her music. Yeah. It's I a vibe. I don't even know what genre she would be. Um, I've only heard like two of her songs, so I can't say. Ooh, you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry. What two? Probably Crush. Uh, yes. I know that's Eric's favorite. Crush plays everywhere, constantly. <laughs> um, I don't remember the other one, but I've definitely heard a few songs in your car. Yeah, because, like I said, I don't ever give up. I just play something on repeat. <laughs> Tessa Violet. Marina and the Diamonds. I'm just going to mention Lizzo because I did... I had a p- period where I was immersed, but... Yes. And it's not like I'm going to skip a song if it comes on now, yeah. but I'm starting to phase into other things. That's fair. When are we going to get a goth Lizzo? I would love that. Goth Lizzo. Goth, goth Lizzo. Lizzo. A chubby goth who sings about body love. And plays the flute. Mm-hmm. In a Sailor Moon costume. Also, Cupcake. I need uh, Lizzo and Cupcake to do. Yes, that would be amazing if they mm-hmm. collabed on something. Another thing that I just play on repeat isn't a specific artist, but my, like, gay playlist. Uh-huh. I have two. Which the is... gay list? Yes. 
I have one where it's just songs about being gay, and then I have one that's called Party Like a Gay, <laughs> which is basically the these songs will make gay people scream. Yes. What's on there? A lot. I have to take a look at it and verify how real it is. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. I mentioned this to Eric. Um, I, f- I still stand by it. But a lot of, like, gay anthems like that are also songs that, like, your uncle will play at the cookout. Yes. So, like, I want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. You hear that in the gay club and at the cookout. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also your uncle's homophobic, so it's like, what? <laughs> It's like, you can't play Whitney Houston and be homophobic. It's yeah, against the law. right? What are you crying about? Everything. You know, I'm the one that should be crying Cosmo. He's crying because no one's playing with him. Cosmo, you don't need skincare. Get out of there. <laughs> His skin isn't even exposed for the most part. Cosmo. That's gotta be my million dollar idea is skincare for dogs. They exist. Really? Yeah. But, like, are there hairless dogs? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen one. There's a hairless dog. Something to Google later. When I was younger, a lot of my music influences was my mom. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, she was stuck in the 80s, so. (laughs) That sounds familiar. (laughs) So, that's where a lot of my music interests started. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed anymore about what I like in music, mm-hmm. you know, and my music tastes very, very dramatically mm-hmm. from Paris Hilton <laughs> to Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, you know, when are they going to collab? <laughs> I'd pay to see that. I'd pay money <laughs> to see them in concert. You know, whatever sounds good to me is good. Yes. Does that make me any less goth? No. Yep. Um, that just reminds me of a meme that I saw on Tumblr where I was like your life gets so much better the minute that you admit that you like pop music mm-hmm. it's like yeah like when you're a kid especially when you're a baby bat it's like oh you know I, I hate normie music I hate Britney and Paris Hilton and secretly listens to it mm-hmm. in shame and cries afterwards I will say though I don't really like what's on the radio nowadays oh yeah no it's terrible mm-hmm. however I hate this, but I'm starting. Post Malone is starting to grow on me, and I hate it. But I'm just like, damn, this song is not that bad. It started with Sunflower, you know? I opened my ears to Sunflower. And then this is what happens. <laughs> this happens. You're falling off the goth path, Sylvia. Very much like you, my parents are both stuck in the 80s as well. <laughs> so that was a lot of what I heard growing up was music from the 80s, especially pop and metal so that's like where i started my uh, uncle who watched me a lot uh as a kid he listened to a lot of like 70s disco so my music influence was just a jumbled mess when i was a kid mm-hmm. it was like i don't want to listen to chic no now i want to listen to metallica no now michael jackson i don't know <laughs> but um when i was in when I was first, like, diving into my journey of gothness, I was very much into metal music, which is, you know, as we talked about, not goth music, quote, quotes. 
But it had a very profound impact on me, because I talked about this in the first episode, where because I liked bands that were considered underground or, you know, too heavy for the mainstream, I wanted to get, you know, their merch, and, you know, where I had to go for that merch? Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. We love you, Hot Topic. So, yeah, middle school was mostly Metallica, Alice in Chains, and Slipknot. So that's what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. I remember when I thought you were so cool and I wanted to, like, be your friend, I asked you what kind of music you liked and you said that. Yes. My taste in music, um, I'd, I'd describe it as that meme where it's, like, the uh, hearse on fire in the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so after my very like, only metal phase, um, I branched out, and I started getting into electronic music, so Daft Punk was actually a band that I really, really loved. I still love them to this day, but especially in college, I I would not stop talking about them. Basically, my life can just be summed up in what band I was super into at that time, and then there's, like, off periods where I just listen to a mix of them all, and then I find something new, and I'm just like, ooh. So, yeah. Um, Through Daft Punk, actually, that's how I found Depeche Mode, Mm -hmm. which I'm wearing one of their shirts now. I uh, came dressed for the occasion. I feel like your entire wardrobe, whenever you come over now, you're wearing a Depeche Mode shirt. I have three of them right now. And I've only seen you wear those three. (laughs) You haven't seen me. I don't think I've worn the uh, one with the rose in a while, the violator one. But, uh, yeah, don't get me started on Depeche Mode. I love them so much. I've seen them in concert. I was fortunate enough to see them in concert three times. Very excited for them getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I consider them goth. Just putting that out there. I know a lot of people don't. They're one of those bands that, like, changes their genre by album pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I'd say there's one album by them that definitively you can say is goth rock. They experiment a lot in dark wave too, which I just like. Their stuff is very atmospheric, very industrial. I think that and, counts. Yeah, it's like I I count it. Dang it! It's like yeah, they moved on to like more grungy, bluesy stuff too, but I think as a whole, there's enough in their career there, and they've been influential enough that you can say that they are a goth band. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> there's a before I get to that point, mm-hmm. um, one more thing I wanted to mention in music I like, mm-hmm. uh, show tunes. Ooh, show tunes are good. Disney music. Yeah. Musical music. The other day I was falling asleep and I had the soundtrack of, um, <laughs> Devil's Carnival in my head. <laughs> nice. Not trying That's... to make up and sound more gothic because yeah. it was Devil's Carnival, but like... <laughs> I still have to see that movie. I've been needing to see that movie for like 17 years. You want to borrow my DVD? Do I... I don't even have a DVD player anymore. That's so sad. I was looking at your laptop. Yeah, and no, yeah, it doesn't have it. Yeah, I hate it. I miss DVDs, man. But, um, yeah. So, Depeche Mode, and from there, that's when I actually listened to, you know, the, like, proto-goth bands that we've been talking about, where I really love Bauhaus. I like Sisters of Mercy, too. They, um, they just really need to stop making their songs, like, 11 minutes long. I feel like if we just edit them down, I would like them more. Who else? The Cure, I 
like some of their stuff, but um, I haven't really delved too deeply in them. Susie Sue, I adore with all my heart. Our gay goth queen. And now I'm starting listening to 70s R&B and disco again. And classic rock. So that's where I'm at now. It's all just a mess. <laughs> so as you can see, we obviously have a very diverse taste. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes a purist. Yeah. And a lot of goths who are will only claim that like this one type of goth, which is usually goth rock, Mm-hmm. Are the on- is the only type of goth music. Mm-hmm. Which is complete BS. Yes. I don't know if I said it while we were recording, but I wanted to find a list of like all the different subgenres of goth. Mm-hmm. And after two pages of Google, <laughs> I basically came to the conclusion that there's just too many to concisely list. A yeah. lot overlap each other. A lot go by different names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that with any genre of music. Like, the one I know the best is metal. Mm-hmm. There are ten hundred thousand different subgenres of metal. You would need an entire podcast just exploring that. Mm-hmm. You know, to try and sum up how many subgenres of goth music there are, especially because it's more based on the atmosphere rather than like musical things mm-hmm. it's like well if it's a sad country song that's very atmospheric does that make it goth you know goth cowboys exist goth cowboys goth cowboys so to simply sit down and say no goth music is only this one particular style mm-hmm. i mean that doesn't even exist for any yeah genre no. of music so yeah to say that it applies to goth is Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, we mentioned this before. You actually brought this up before. Mm-hmm. With, like, the divide of people not listening to goth music but calling themselves goth. Yeah. A big part of that has to do with social media. Yes. And goth becoming capitalized and more of something yeah. to sell. Yeah. It's also more visual now mm-hmm. than it's ever been because we're in a very visual age. Yeah. So, if you own the entire collection of Killstar... I'm sorry, that doesn't make you goth. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, actually. I'll get back to you on that. I, it's just, if you're just getting it to... Um, if you're just doing it for the look, period. Okay, if you're just doing it for the look, then no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, I feel like but, my thoughts are... Yeah. The, there's, like, the main pillars of goth, which is music, fashion, culture. Yeah. Let's just say cult. No, culture. Yeah, like arts. And art. Yeah. So there's like four or five main pillars of goth. If you are only sticking to one pillar, yeah. period, yeah. I feel like you... Yeah, no, that, that's fair. Except for music. Yeah. Music's the exception because it's the big pillar. Yeah. <laughs> it's very monumental in the formation of goth. But, um, yeah, no, I just, I feel like we said this before, goth is a culture. It's not music or fashion solely. Mm-hmm. You you need to have an appreciation for, like, a few of those things, you know, if you want to really be a part of this culture. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you're just in it for the fashion, period. Yeah. That's cultural appropriation, and they'll <laughs> cancel you. <laughs> but no. Like, it's fine. People are allowed to be alternative and look 
goth, but not That's necessarily it. classify themselves as goth. Yeah, call yourself alternative. Yeah. Man, which I, is fine. Yeah, I feel like that's the, the big umbrella term that you could be under. Because I I know many influencers that if you just saw them walking down the street, you'd be like, oh, that's a goth. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know, I don't consider myself goth because, you know, I just dress this way. I don't really listen to goth music. I don't really intake gothic literature, watch gothic films. You can't just buy a bunch of things and be goth, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's also, on top of a culture, it's also a feeling, I feel like. You know, if you have darker interests, if you dress a certain way, I think that's enough to consider you goth. Mm-hmm. I, I say you should at least appreciate where the music, the, the role the music played in creating goth yes. as a subgenre. You don't necessarily have to like it. But appreciate it and even give it a chance. Like, if you don't like it, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. As long as you appreciate it, respect it, and you've given it a chance, it wasn't for you, that's fine. You can be a goth. That's like the bare minimum of what you should do. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sure people are ready to rip us to shreds now. Probably. If you are, email us. Yeah. <laughs> or send us a DM or add us at Twitter. Yes. Instagram. LinkedIn. We don't have a LinkedIn. Not yet. <laughs> Any other thoughts you want to say? Music. <sighs> nice. No. But um, I'm glad we finally talked about this topic because it's a very large undertaking. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are very, uh, that a lot of people don't call themselves goth or decide to stop looking into the genre because people are so crazy about music. But I think it should be more like this, where you just have a discussion about it Mm -hmm. and, like, not necessarily you have to agree on everything. It's just, like, so many people are just so ready to go for the jugular immediately when talking about this. I'm just like, no, man, it's all cool. Just talk it out. I feel like it has something to do with the fact that it is a culture of outcasts. Mm -hmm. So when some people try to get in, they're very defensive about it. We see this a lot with, like, people who are nerds, people who put up these gates because they don't want just any outsider jumping in. Yeah, which... I, I kind of get that mentality, but I also don't get it, mm-hmm. because, like, obviously you want people to carry on this subculture, you want it to gain popularity so you have more people to talk to, but also, it, it kind of messes with your familiarity when people have different opinions. You know, different opinions are always scary to people, whether it be goth or in politics or anything, you know? It's just human instinct. If it's different, it's bad. Mm-hmm. People, t- people tend to not like change. Yeah. It's like, remember when television was the devil? <laughs> remember when the printing press was the devil? Yes. Even though it mostly printed Bibles at mm-hmm. the beginning. So, like, what? Where do, you, where do you think goth music's going? Where it's heading now it's going to continue changing and morphing mm-hmm. um and it's gonna continue well it's gonna adapt mm-hmm. it's gonna overcome <laughs> adapt overcome it's definitely going 
it's going to change with the times, yeah. like, basically. I am very interested to see where it's going, because I feel like a lot of, like, indie artists mm-hmm. are very big now, so I feel like that's going to have a ripple effect. So, like, we were talking about Halsey. I don't know why I didn't mention her, but Lord. Oh, Everyone yeah. swore up and down that she was goth. When she's not. She's not goth. Good it's, musician, though. Yeah, she's very good. So I feel like this, like, literally the indie singer Vine is going to, like... Welcome to my kitchen. I feel like that's going to ha- play a big part in the future of goth, just because it's so big. It's going to mm-hmm. have, like, a ripple effect across genres. Oh, yeah. Social media is going to play a huge role in where goth is going. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Tune in next week. We're not going to know by next week. We will if I get my time machine. <laughs> Let's put this episode in a neat little box. The goth genre is too wide and too big to name every little sub aspect to it. Yes. No one likes purist. Goth rock is not the beginning and end of goth music. Yes. Billie Eilish, not goth. Yes. (laughs) These are the main takeaways. Elf has really good skincare. (laughs) Elf has great skincare. Point number four. (laughs) Cosmo is a little heck. Alright. Who's now, now, has decided to sleep. Yep. Well. <laughs> I hate him. You signed up for this. This is what being a parent's all about. <laughs> Point six. Goth music changes and grows. Yes. If the atmosphere and lyrics and drama is there, you might have a goth. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? Yeah. I just want to take a time out to, like, really say thank you to everyone that's supporting us. Mm-hmm. I never thought that we'd have the listenership that we have now. Oh, yeah. Granted, we're not, like, super popular or anything like that, but I never thought, like, anyone beyond our friend group was going to find this and listen to this. Yeah, I mean, I think the Spotify says we have at least 25 listeners, mm-hmm. and I'm, like... yeah. Shooketh. Yeah, I'm just like I'm. I'm so shocked that we were able to like make this a thing in six months. Because I remember the first time we talked about it was on my birthday mm-hmm. when we were at the cafe and we're like, we should do a podcast about being goth. You brought it up to me. You were like, I was thinking of doing a podcast. Do you want to join me? And I'm like, that sounds heckin' fun. Yeah, and now here we are. Mm-hmm. Was it 16 episodes in? 17 episodes? I don't know. I think this is. Well, when this one comes out, it'll be 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just want to say thank you to everyone. We honestly never did expect to yeah. really get anyone. Yeah, and to we've, got, we've gotten so many cool people too. Mm-hmm. It's super chill, super nice. You know, I like that we can just talk to people and it's just like, oh, yeah. You know, just talking to a friend. The fact that, like I said, we made Cosmo an Instagram, and I put it on our Instagram because we do talk about Cosmo a bunch. I really didn't expect some of our goth topic listeners mm-hmm. to follow that one. Yeah, and I they mean, did. He's famous. <laughs> he's the one that ruins every episode. <laughs> but oh, um, God. yeah, no, it's just it just makes me so happy. You know, yeah. you guys, you're really something. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get to a place where we can give back. Yeah, I would love that. Mm-hmm. It's like. The second we get enough people, I would love to do merch. 
Oh yeah. I'm so excited for merch, even we, though it's it's not. We are working on designs. Yes. Oops. Uh, <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Me. Allison, cut that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could reward people who give us reviews with something a little better than just yeah. a shout out. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. There's We're lots of there. exciting stuff. Once we grow a little bit more, we'll see what we can do for you guys. Because once I really... we get two microphones. Yes, once we get two microphones. <laughs> let's start a let's start a GoFundMe. Get us another microphone. No, no. I, I'm kidding. I, I, yeah, I'm kidding. I wouldn't feel right taking people's money like that. At least mm-hmm. at this point. Maybe when we get a little bit more complex, we'll we'll think about doing like a Patreon type thing. Mm-hmm. But again, that's like way in the future. You don't have to worry about paying us now. Yeah, no, for fun, I like <laughs> I sent in our Instagram to be verified. Yeah, immediately, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I knew we weren't gonna get there yeah. because even though it says there's no requirements, yeah. I'm like come on, there's requirements. There's requirements. <laughs> yeah, no, we're um, I think we're at like 55 followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. which blows my mind. I'm just like, oh, where are all these people coming from? Mm-hmm. It's just, it makes me so happy. It's the little things in life like that. Yeah. That make the biggest impact. And this is the shameless plug where I ruined this tender moment. Oh, no. Review this on iTunes. We actually don't have any shoutouts this week because we yeah. didn't get any new reviews on mm-hmm. any platforms, so. Yeah. We want to... I want to shout you guys out specifically. Mm-hmm. I can't keep shouting out the same three people. Yeah. No. But thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm a cry. No, don't cry. <laughs> I'm such a wimp. You're not a wimp. You just have a heart. Really? You Aquarius. <laughs> Is that like that's like such a non-Aquarius thing to have a heart? To have emotions. Oh, yeah. No, you just have to recognize them. You still have them. It's just like, what is this feeling? It feels like an emotion. Bye. (laughs) I love it. I hate it. You're a Gemini. Yes. I don't know. Am I a Gemini? So many people say I don't have Gemini traits. I'm very indecisive. That's very Gemini. I'm very talkative around people that I'm comfortable with. That's Gemini. I have an idea. Uh Uh-huh. So, if you guys do have suggestions for future episodes, please let us know. We do have a list of things we want to work on, Mm -hmm. but suggestions are always welcomed. Yeah, and if you do give us a suggestion that, you know, we can use, and it's not just, like, doing a review of Burger King food or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I hate Burger King, so that won't go well, but... You know, if it is something that we do go with, we'll definitely shout you out and give you credit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is actually a perfect thing. Like, if you have your own platform, like, your own podcast, your own thing. Thing? If you recommend us, we can shout out your thing. Yeah, like, I, I I want this to be very like open i want to mm-hmm. you know i want people to feel like they can approach us because i feel like with other podcasts you know they're too big to be approached sometimes mm-hmm. and some people are still big but very cool but like we that's the advantage of having a smaller platform is like we can actually interact with you guys and it's not like we have like 
10,000 messages that are just show us your feet. <laughs> gross. Very gross. I, I will not show you my feet. No. But I will show you my emotions. You know my original uh, Instagram? That's how I gained so many followers because I, I accidentally turned into a foot fetish Instagram. Oh, no. Because I was showing off these cool tights and socks and shoes that I got and I didn't realize what I was doing. I'm so sorry. I was a baby. Which makes it worse. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, foot fetishes aside. Yes. <laughs> sappiness aside. Thank you guys for tuning in again this week. Um, we'll put out new episodes every week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm actually working on making it more alive. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I like Instagram. I really don't like Twitter as a platform. I'm way more comfortable using Instagram, so I'll like post on Instagram all the time, but then Twitter, I'm just like, meh. Mm-hmm. I'm basically just gonna steal your Instagram posts and stories and put okay. them on. Yeah, I mean, you can like post stuff, too. Like, I, if I, you want, like, quotes or anything, I can get you that, too. I do. Like, yesterday, we put on... You put on Instagram that one Twitter post from Doth. Yeah. And I just found it in between. <laughs> I love it. Um, Twitter. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm bringing it to life. hmm And follow us on Instagram. Allison is a genius on there. <laughs> I, I, Lord. I, yeah, I was gonna say, I mostly just post memes. They're but, really yeah. good memes. I love memes. Like... <laughs> Everyone takes goth so seriously, and yeah, I like dark, serious stuff too, but also, goth memes are very funny. Oh, they're hilarious. I love them. We're gonna inject some humor, guys. Our username there are both the same, goth topic pod. Um, all of the links that we used today for our research will be in the description box down below. Please give us a rating on iTunes, so we're gonna shout you out. Yes. Um, also, word of mouth is a huge way to get... Mm-hmm. Actually, every single podcast I listened to mm-hmm. was recommended to me by someone else. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Every single one. So, yeah, do t- that. <laughs> tell your friends about us. We don't know a lot of... We've mentioned this before. We don't know a lot of goth people in nope. real life. Nope. <laughs> so, the fact that our friends listen to us is also very touching because yeah. I know this is so beyond their interest. Yeah. It's just us, you know, like, we're just like the two goth weirdos in our friend group and everyone else is like... <laughs> our friend group is so weird. It's like yeah. the two goths. An the, emo. An emo. A witch. A normie. A used-to-be punk. <laughs> like... You know who you are. <laughs> and then if we expand our group even larger, then we have the very the word charismatic yes exuberant the mother the, the mother <laughs> actually we have two moms yeah, we have a lot of moms <laughs> i am not one of them nope <laughs> i like I mean, you- unless you count Costco. <laughs> all the links mentioned today will be in the description box please tell us what you think shoot us a dm on any platform or you could just email us at gothtopicpod at gmail.com I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of thoughts about this episode, unless not, and everyone's actually on our side, which would be very fascinating. That would, actually. Music's so divisive, I was kind of nervous talking about it, but I was like, you know, I need to say my piece. We did personally put this off for a while. We are like, let's not touch it yet. We have no problem talking about politics. Yes. (laughs) We're, We're fine talking about politics, how capitalism is killing us, how, you know... 
climate change is very real and we're the earth is dying we're experimenting in witchcraft but, but music music well, music we can't though. do that yet <laughs> so once again thank you everybody thank you guys love you love you love you mean it <laughs> cut that out <laughs> no Alright, love you guys. Bye. Bye. This will be a great time for Cosmo to just like lick the microphone and he's yeah. asleep.